If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Oh, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. And... Oh, he hits the upright again. That's impossible. Get your mouth shut. Get your mouth shut. Jerk. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. Welcome to a Word Home Media presentation of the Limp Ditkas Podcast. I'm Pete. I'm Ryan. Welcome to the Limp Ditkas Podcast. We are just a couple of Chicago pricks united by our hatred for University of Michigan football and the Chicago Bears. Is our Super Wildcard Weekend uh, recap episode, episode 34 of the LDP. We have lots of ridiculousness to talk about in this Super Wildcard Weekend, so... Uh, I'm sure you're going to be interested in your, I'm definitely interested in your Cowboys thoughts as we have not texted about this before. I've got plenty of thoughts about the LA Rams ruining the Lions chances at the number 23 draft first round draft pick continue to ruin the Lions draft pick. Yeah. Thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, and got the rest of the weekend to talk about so there's lots of lots of fun shit so let's go ahead and kick this motherfucker off well i don't get to say how about them cowboys this week because uh, they uh got off to a bit of a slow start against the san francisco 49ers and uh could not pull it out in the end the game included some uh questionable play calling down the stretch maybe could be said or uh yeah. better maybe lack of maybe execution of said calls but i'm gonna break it down folks i'm gonna bring it a down full breakdown there was a I lot gotta, a lot I, that happened in that game i, I need your I, thoughts on about i've got i've got things. five reasons All the right. cowboys lost wow number one Number one. Uh, number one. And I don't know why I believe this game would be different than most of their games this season. Key statistic in their five losses, not, and this has nothing to do with Greg Zerline. He's actually innocent this time. He made everything he was asked to do. Penalties. Mm. The Cowboys came into the league as the most penalized team in football. Wow. And um, I feel like that's been a theme of the Cowboys franchise. Or am I, is that, is that well, an it, anomaly it, this year? Or no, it, has... it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a carryover okay. uh, from the Jason Garrett uh, mm. days. Um, and, and this, this lack of discipline, this unforced error situation that the Cowboys continually have, there are situations, especially on offense and on defense, like free first downs, un, unexcusable. Just, yeah. just hold your position. I mean, you're talking about a defensive team that's guaranteed probably twice a game is going to be called offsides. Mm. Whether that's they just lined up in the neutral zone, which that's is the worst. I can't. That's that's inexcusable. That. Yeah. Like like you you have the judge there you can even check with the judge am you i look good over. am i good there every receiver does it every, yeah. every receiver lines up looks over checks make sure he's on the line 
So he's he's not it's not an illegal procedure. Defender has the same same situation. He could look over, make sure his his fingers not over the the line of scrimmage. So that that's inexcusable. The the other, you know, jumping jumping the snap, that that's something that has to be done to get the every little advantage you can to to get to the quarterback, to get in the backfield. So I think that happens on every play. It's just a matter of timing it perfectly or not. So those are excusable, but lining up in the neutral zone, it's just that's the dumbest penalty in, in football. Yeah, and and l- let's be honest, the the Cowboys offensive line and their timeliness mm. for getting holds or or false starts in in key moments of the game is 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 just it's just it's got to be on the coaching staff for this. They are not a disciplined football team. No. And and it's been that way for a long time and this goes from from coaching staff up to ownership because it's 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 a trend. And that's why there's probably rumors about Mike McCarthy getting fired because <laughs> I laughed about that last week, and then I realized immediately watching that game why those rumors would be out there. I could I could fully understand yeah. why, why he might be on the hot seat, considering some of the things I saw in that game alone. So yeah, so so number one, penalties. Number two, and this kind of plays off the general lack of, uh, of discipline is general awareness on the field as to mm. what's happening, and we saw it at the end of the game. I don't mind the draw play call because it's, it's, it was a chunk play. Here's where it went bad. I doubt they told Dak to run until his heart was content. I believe the play would have been run for the the first first, down. down, get down. Yes. And then you also, you've got, you don't hand the ball. You don't have the ball to your center. You hand the ball to the 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 the, the official rough. yeah the, they, the official has to set the ball they kept citing the larry fitzgerald play a few years ago where he the similar situation where he ran the ball directly to the official because he was he was that aware of what was going on and that's how every nfl player should be but i that seemed like they were pointing to that larry fitzgerald one because it was an anomaly that he would he was the one that that could be the example the example of doing it right where there might not be that many examples but at the same time how could the center not understand that the ball has to be placed by the by the ref oh yeah yeah, yeah I mean, I, the center waits for the ref every day of his life and, every game and, and, he's ever played every snap he's ever had he's waited for the ref to place the ball for him you can't place and, the line of scrimmage and he was lined up waiting for the ref to touch the ball well, I mean, that's like, the, that that was the funny part of it. They I weren't see. trying okay. to snap it. He was just like he was just in position already, which he could have again. He should have. They were block, the they were blocking the ref. The, the that was, the was not allowed to get in there. All, the giant all, asses all, were too close all, to each yeah. other, and he could not get through. I mean, I love the fact that they had that was even in the way. Actually, yeah, yeah, I love the fact they had an opportunity to not throw a 40 yard pass and have a 20 yard pass. But again, it only works if it's executed correctly. And it would have been a 30 or 28 yard pass. if It was executed correctly, which is, which is you have a lot of more options of what you can do. You can create a lot of confusion in front in that it's not this 45 yard drop back. So again, I don't, I don't mind the call it's the execution yep. where it fell apart. And it's also 
let's be honest, this this ref crew wasn't the greatest, and I'll get to that at the end. It's still not why the Cowboys lost. Okay, but, I was wondering but, where, if you were going to yeah, go with that. It's but not, yeah, it's not why the Cowboys lost. It's a lost, contributing factor. But it's a contributing team. factor. It's not sure. the main factor. I've got four other things. The refs are number five, and I'll get to that. But the four things are on the Cowboys. Wow. Um, uh, and then number three is just general execution in the first half. And I think the best example of that is a play that they ran a few times this season. They they had like a, 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 a it was like a third and 15 or third and 20. And they got the ball to Cedric Wilson. And all Cedric Wilson had to do was throw a nice little lateral out to Tony Pollard, who was wide open and had all day to run. In fact, who knows what would have happened on that play? Because he's got he's got afterburners. It would have definitely been a first down. Everyone on TV said it. Instead, Cedric Wilson basically throws it to the sideline, mm. not even near the direction of, of Pollard. That's a missed opportunity. The Cowboys have to punt that. And, like, you have to execute. They executed, they executed the very similar play at the end of the game. They lateraled to CeeDee Lamb, who got a first down on a play just like that. And That was nice. I like that. Yeah, I mean... Winslow has a very creative uh, offense, Kellen Winslow, but if the team can't execute, if you don't have the talent on the field to execute it, what good is it? So Kellen Moore, uh, Kellen Moore. I mean, God, I keep, I keep calling him. I keep thinking of the, the Cowboys player Winslow. Oh, I don't well, know why. Kellen Winslow, the yeah. Hall of Fame tight yeah. the Chargers back in the day. There's Kellen Winslow Jr. who's in jail now for raping elderly women. There's too many Winslows and then Kellens and Moores. I can't keep track of them Yikes. all. But Kellen Moore, yeah, Kellen Moore um, runs a very creative offense, which of course makes him a candidate for head coach, which is another reason there's rumors of like, do we just ditch McCarthy mm. and move him up versus losing him? Wow. Um, I think that's probably a little aggressive, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens in upcoming weeks. So uh, in summary, in, in terms of your team's execution, you would be in favor of it. In favor of what? Getting rid of McCarthy? Them executed. Being executed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's uh, the old joke. That... Uh, yes. 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 Actually, you're right. The, the okay, God damn uh, it. <laughs> You did it as well as uh, Brian Kelly. I think I did it better. You just didn't get it. <laughs> I'm focused here, Smitty. I'm focused. I didn't do it in a southern accent. That's that's what would have helped, probably. And in, in regards of in regards to execution, I'm in favor, favor of that. that. <laughs> now I understand it. Damn it! We need to rehearse this shit. Uh, I know. Close. Shit. Uh, number four. Uh, I talked last week that the Cowboys defense is an opportunistic defense and every opportunity the defense had in this game, mm. they missed except one, except one when, when Brown had that interception and the momentum started to go to the Cowboys way in the second half. Um, they had numerous balls that were tipped up in the air that they couldn't get to. They had numerous opportunities to get off to, to get off the field and just couldn't couldn't quite stop that extra yard from happening. Um, it was just like you could they were you know they were this close every time, but there there was just again they they had opportunities that they need to take advantage of that they were very good at all season that they they didn't take advantage of against the 49ers. And finally. <laughs> 
the refs yeah. and refs did ref- not have a banner weekend across the board. Uh, I think, I think it's a, it's an endemic issue now. I mean, there are so many, so many terrible calls, confusion on the field, lots of delays, but I, yeah, I don't, I think you could definitely place blame on the refs, but I think it's been pretty universal. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm the, my question on that final play is, one of the issues, the issue I have with the ref is not the ref doing his job, the official doing his job. My question is, where the hell was he? There's a couple things with that. Yeah, he's like, he was like 20 yards behind the play. It, and then he's it's sprinting. Like, yes, it's like he stood there till the play was over there's, instead of running with the play. There's the all 22 cam, which is where you can see most of the field. And he's not even in the picture when that play ends, but he is sprinting up so he's trying to do but what was he doing before that why was he that far in the backfield and again i don't pay that much attention to what is he the line judge or who is he i don't i don't know what i don't even know what his his title is where they typically line up or how they typically follow a play i think they have to stay remain quite a ways behind the play but it was it was odd how much distance there was and how he wasn't even in the picture um the other part of that is he finally got he busted his ass to get up to the line. Then he couldn't get through, as we mentioned, because of the gigantic asses of your of your offensive line. We're not letting him through. And Dak was actually in the way at one point. He got he got the ball finally, got through the line, got the ball, spotted it just a little bit further back than than your center had placed it, and then he moved it again. Like yeah, he, it, he, it took over three seconds. <laughs> He for placed ball the ball and then placed it. He's like, uh, that's not right. I'll place it right here. And then, and then and that was it. That was it. Yeah. So that, um, that that extra little beat is is really what cost you that the the opportunity to even down the ball. I thought that yeah. was, you know, he's trying his best, but that that looked everything about that looked bizarre. The 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 one the one part of the game um, when I knew there there were going to be official problems in this game was the opening drive where there were three replays that showed blatant holds mm. on Micah Parsons, where his Jersey was being pulled. Like yeah. it was plain as day. Now they, they, they adjusted it. It, it stopped happening. And you saw Parsons become a effective member of, 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 of the defense yeah, and, and turn the game. game. He had a pretty good game, but that first drive, which was, a, which turned out to be a scoring drive. It was it was pretty big that they didn't call any penalties on the 49ers that entire mm. drive and and there were some some blatant blatant like again there's holding on every play but right. usually it's a little more discreet it's up under the arms whatever you don't see it as blatantly when you see jerseys getting pulled i mean it, again it's the first drive of the game it's 7 nothing you got you got you know, almost four full quarters of football to play at that point. Like you, you can, you can come back from that. But um, that being said, it leads me back to, did you really have faith in this officiating crew when you raw that, run that draw play that yeah. that ball would be spotted on time? You were putting that? a lot, a lot of things have to work out quite well for that to happen with 14 seconds left. Yeah. I have heard over and over again from coaches and analysts that you, that the bare minimum is 18 seconds where you'd run that kind of play, which uh, okay, um, it seems like it could have it could have happened within 14 seconds. But I think the point there being is that the, the 
you're counting on those elderly referees to to get to a position to actually execute the play in a timely manner where you know it didn't it didn't work out i mean i think you guys could have done a few mechanical things to actually to actually help that by handing the ref the ball instead of lining up and making him <laughs> dive work work line. really hard to get there yeah. but i you know it's just putting a lot of onus on things you don't control that and exactly. i think that's where the 18 seconds comes from but and you you pointed out the the main the main issue is Dak just needed to get the first down and fall down. He didn't need to get those ten extra yards, which yeah. cost another two or three seconds right there. But well, I am proud of you for not blaming the refs. Number one, they're they're definitely a factor. But yeah, I think you've got the the proper perspective. Um, I would put a sixth one on your list. Oh, go ahead. Reasons go they ahead. lost, and I'm going to blame Jerry World. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the sun when, when Cedric Wilson couldn't even see the ball thrown at him? Who the fuck builds a stadium that faces so east or west with windows? I, I've never seen that ever. I, I, I have you I mean you watch every Cowboys game. So have you ever seen that come into play before? Was it a oh, strange? Yeah. So oh, yeah. okay, so it's not a bizarre time of yeah. year or a time no. of day that game was played. No, it's it's a problem <laughs> at that time of day when they play a late game. Um, but when they play the second game of the day, it's uh, always you, an issue. And you can't blame the receiver for that. When they showed that replay, it's like, <laughs> it's like God was coming down from heaven. In this <laughs> case. Like, uh, how would you possibly see a little, I, a little football flying towards I, you? And people have said, Oh, well, I mean, like if it was an open door stadium, well, if it's an open door stadium, it's not compressed coming through a prism of glass, yeah, which yeah, is, was, which, which just enhances it. Yeah. Like, it, like Jerry, it's, it's great. I, I love the idea of that. Put put you got to put a coating on that freaking window for everybody. They have curtains, I guess, but they they look tacky. You know, they use them for concerts or whatever, but they they don't look very good during the during the game, so they don't use them there. But Jesus, I mean, the other, the other this wasn't a factor in the in the game, but you had another punt that bounced off that giant jumbotron. Yeah, it's been like, a while for that. <laughs> what? I mean, you just replay the down, but that's yeah. just ridiculous that that could even happen. So I just thought it was two examples of how Jerry World, uh, in maybe not directly influenced the game, but had had some kind of effect at least on that. that one yeah, I mean that's a, that's a first down. That yeah. play was a first down, um, or at least a fourth and one. All he had to do was fall forward and yeah. he could have had a first down if he caught it, but he couldn't fucking see it because like you said, God, the, the, the image of God was shining down upon him. It was like the Holy grail. I was thinking the end of Raiders of the lost Ark. Oh, that oh, too. She's yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was horrific. Um, before we, I have roll... a couple more questions. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, number one, fake punt, beautiful execution. Got the fake punt. Uh, I think it was the fourth quarter, but uh, why do you line up for a punt right after that when it is now first down? I have uh, no. I okay. Yes. Have you ever uh, heard? Have you heard an explanation for that yet? I, I've never heard a satisfactory. Uh, I'm sure I, he has it. I think the only explanation was they thought they could confuse the Rams into leaving the punt unit. 49ers. Uh, 49 Jesus. Yeah. The 49ers on the field, leaving their special teams on the field. Yeah. But why would any coach in their right mind do that after a first down was had? And well, then the, the again, would, they couldn't get the ball set in time. <laughs> again, well, the, 
Yeah. Or first. That's the first. That's why why that's why you have to question they couldn't get the ball set in time in a, a fucking 25 second countdown clock scenario. Yeah, because that's where you got the delay a game penalty after yes. that. Yes. But the logic behind that, it's like, you know, think of the 49ers thought process. You're gonna punt on first down. It might be confusion for a second. It's like, well, go ahead. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, like what what do we have to worry about? Yeah, fa- so- Cowboys are playing the field position game at that point. <laughs> They're playing fucking mind games on themselves. <laughs> on themselves, yeah. I, that, I that's where that's where I started to question Mike McCarthy. Like, and I've felt embarrassed that I was questioning why he might possibly be on the hot. Or I laughed at why he'd be on the hot seat last week, and now it's like, oh, maybe I haven't paid much attention this year to to the interesting uh, decision making of McCarthy. Yeah, I mean the mi- the minute the Rams starting defense was just standing there, there was no reason for the Cowboys to try to continue to convince them they were going to run a play with the special teams. Well, yeah, then you had to run your offense onto the field. You have Which to, you started have to at 15 seconds. They yeah. ran the offense onto the field. And you have to give the defense time to adjust by rule to make yes. substitutions. And that's how you got And to delay a game. Yeah. I, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about there's a nice unforced error that could have been avoided. My final question is about the the composure, the comportment of your Cowboys fan brethren in the stands. You mean the crying? There was crying for one thing. There was a lot yes. of crying, and I'm I'm guessing there's probably a lot of crying in every game, every playoff oh, they, game. They found everyone. They though. found they everyone. Could. I mean, there's... I mean, when the Cowboys were like looking like they were going to come back and win it, that girl in white was crying. I'm yeah. like, are you watching what's happening? <laughs> they look like they're going to win. But after the game, uh, the throwing of, I, I'm pretty sure it was all plastic bottles, nothing necessarily dangerous, but there's lots of things being thrown thrown at. This is my the, question. Was it, were they being thrown at the refs or being thrown at your Cowboys players? Because it was, it was, it was, it was uh, later confirmed. It was directed at the refs. I don't okay. know if they went well, and questioned each and every players individual. got hit. Yes. I, mean, I don't know if any ref got hit, but. You could see, I forget who it was, but he batted away a, really athletically. It was a perfect play. He batted away a plastic bottle with his helmet. It was perfect, but I, I, you can't condone throwing anything. Either, ever. either way, and 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 I I was embarrassed for Dak, who when he was told that they were throwing it at the refs, he's like kind of condoned like, it. Kinda, I kind of like it. <laughs> kind of in, kind of enforced it. Uh, yeah, that's not a good look, but I think it. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I'm glad he said it almost, but yeah, but um, you know, um, yeah, there's no reason to throw stuff. That's not gonna uh, frustration. Yes. And, and you know, why Cowboys fans are frustrated, Smitty, you kind of know you, you I do want to play off game in a while, but Thanks. let me give you, let me give you something. Let me give you a laugh this morning. Oh boy. In the last 25 seasons, Ooh. Jake Del home, and Aaron Sanchez have won five playoff games. Oh Trent Dilfer God. and Brad Johnson and Colin Kaepernick, who's been who's out been out of the league for at least how long was he even in the league? Like three, three years, se- three seasons, yeah. maybe. Have each won four playoff games. The Cowboys have only won three as wow. a team. Uh, uh, so, if you want to, you know, level set expectation that that doesn't ever a team that doesn't ever meet expectation uh look the cowboys should be probably number one in the dictionary boy yeah that's rough i saw has it been 11 
I get, I'll probably get this wrong. It's, I think it's 11 seasons since you reached out of the second round of the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. It was with Romo NFC championship or I yeah, he was, but yeah, I mean, I think it was, I think it was the Packers game, the, the catch, the non-catch game. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, I'm, if I'm going to pile on here and make another lame joke, you know, I talk about my SOL all the time. I think for the Cowboys, it's SUC, same underachieving Cowboys. A little suck. Yeah. Sorry about that. I had to do it, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I think that transitions us awkwardly <laughs> into my SOL segment for the week as somehow the lions always come up, even when the lions are f- as far as they've ever been from the playoffs. Uh, mainly because of last night's Rams Cardinals game. And of course the specter of Matt Stafford will never leave Detroit. No matter what happens with Matthew Stafford for the rest of his career, it will always be tied to the failures in Detroit and lions fans will uh be fighting over how to how to perceive the Matt Stafford era and how how to uh address it going forward as i was originally thinking f- it was a 50-50 split between lions fans rooting for the rams last night or rooting against the rams those of us rooting against the rams were only rooting in that vein to get a better draft pick uh, as the Lions have the Rams number one draft pick this year and next year, uh, the worse the Rams do this year, the better that pick will be. And the Lions had a shot at the number 23 pick if the Rams had lost last night. The other half, which I thought was a half of Lions population, Lions fans population were rooting for the Rams simply because they love Matt Stafford and they think he deserves good things. That's literally a quote I got on Twitter from some people I was uh, in a bit of a battle with. I don't think it's 50-50, though. That I, I'm convinced, based on social media, those calling into Detroit Sports Talk Radio over the weekend, especially yesterday morning, I think it's like 70-30. Every, more Lions fans are rooting for Matt Stafford than actually rooting for the Lions. and. In a way, I can't really blame them considering how god-awful the Lions franchise is and how spiteful we should be towards them for being so incompetent for all of our lives. Um, so in a way, I don't, I don't blame, you, blame fans for gravitating towards uh, the, the quarterback you know, that gets headlines, that is now moving on to bigger and better things. Um, the quarterback, a lot of this, I think, is generational. I think this is a younger Lions demographic that is embracing Matt Stafford versus old fucks like me who have a larger perspective on the Lions history and don't hold Matt Stafford in such high regard. But uh, there are definitely battle lines, as, as my SO Lions uh, Twitter account got into the middle of many, many spats last night and uh over subsequent weeks but the argument essentially is you know what's the difference between the number 23 pick and number you know even worst case scenario number 32 pick well the difference is math i don't know how else to approach this other than logically 30 you know 32 is not as good as as good as having the number 23 pick it's just empirically not the argument on the other side is purely emotional uh tying to your favorite childhood quarterback 
wishing upon him good things because uh, he's a nice guy and maybe you're hot for his wife. Who knows? But those are where the battle lines are drawn. And somehow the the Rams, uh, even even in the even in the NFL playoffs, like I said, as far away as the Lions are, the Lions were not far behind. As of course it's brought up every time in any Matthew Stafford broadcast, how he had never won a, a playoff game with the Lions, had not won a playoff game in his career until last evening. Of course, he gets it done in his first attempt outside of the Lions organization in dominating fashion. He was dialed in. Like he yeah. was they was MV, he was back to MVP candidate in that game. I, mean, I- He was dropping fucking balls in there like nobody's business. He dropped a total of 13 balls in there. Perfectly, though, Ryan. Well, I'm going to argue with you, unless you're being facetious, but I would argue that the Rams would have won that game if I was their quarterback last night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Matt Stafford did throw. He was 13 of 17 for 202 yards, but the story of that game was – the Rams ran the ball 38 times for 140 yards. They they had that sounds no interesting. chance. Sounds the, interesting. Yeah, it's, it seems a theory that I've expressed. Aha! Uh-huh. I didn't even yes. bring that. I didn't even bring that up in the Cowboys segment. They ran the ball like fucking 15 times. But anyway, well, I I just think it's it's pretty obvious that you know the the Rams were going to win that game one way one way or the other. Their defense was completely stifling. Kyler Murray did not look like he belonged on a pro football field, which I thought was bizarre. Cause he's um, headed to baseball. So yeah, well, he, I felt like he was an MVP candidate in the first half of the season. I That's think what everyone of, said. Well, guess what happened? The lions of all teams figured out the combination to break the Cardinals. And since then they have lost five of six games. So once again, the lions are the architects of their own demise. Not only did they beat the Cardinals and lose to the Rams earlier in the season, which set up a home game for the Rams last night against those Cardinals, they showed the league how to stop Kyler Murray and their offense. They were the first team that's that stopped Arizona. Now every defensive coordinator is looking at what the Lions did in that game and have exploited that. Literally, the the Rams have or the Cardinals have not recovered from that from that Lions game. So, and yet another cruel twist of fate the the lions are fucking themselves once again so whatever i mean now it is you know matt stafford moves on and the rams move on to tampa bay uh they are a three-point underdog there i think i think we know all know tampa bay is a far more legit uh playoff team than than the cardinals looked like in the second half of the season so uh, this would be only, this would be the last night was the only time that Matt Stafford was favored in a playoff game as the Rams were favored. Uh, do you remember the line on that? I forget what it was, but I'm sure they covered. Uh, it was plus four. They were they were four and a half. No, I thought, it'd be, I thought it'd be more than that. But uh, once again, Matt Stafford is the underdog. I don't see how they have a have a chance against a legit team in the Tampa Bay buccaneers as it is will be in tampa so i forget what what or i haven't looked up what the draft pick would be if they lose this weekend but i'm hoping it hoping uh that i can root again against matt stafford and uh actually rooting for tom brady which puts me in a very awkward awkward state um as i'm not not a fan in any way but um 
I don't know. I think I think the the good time train for Matt Stafford ends this weekend. Do you have thoughts about last night's game specifically, though? Uh, last night's game. I mean, it was pretty boring. Yeah. Um, I watched the. I finished rounders. Um, watched nice. most of the second quarter. Halftime, uh, I turned it back off again and turned on uh, Righteous Gemstones. Then went back to the game, and it looked like uh, Arizona. I saw Arizona score, and I'm like, okay. I was shocked. It's early, it's early enough. Maybe <laughs> maybe Matt gets frazzled, starts. Uh, they didn't give him the opportunity. They no, let him no. 17 they, times. So. They said, hey, you're going to be a game manager today because we want to win. Um well, that brings up a good point. Does that work against Tampa? I mean, can they, you know, can they hide Matt Stafford again? Will will that is that possible against against that defense and against the high scoring Tampa Bay offense? I mean, the Buccaneers' defense wasn't, you know, like they, they weren't as stifling as they were last year. They have a lot of holes this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, if they, it all boils down to if if the Rams can get off the ball and, and, and run just like they did against um, uh, the Arizona this week, then they probably, I'm not saying they'll win the game, but it's going to be a close game then because if you can keep Tom Brady off the field and, 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 and tire out the, the Bucks defense and, and like in, you know, one, one pass I will note that that really impressed me from Stafford was, uh, Jefferson was covered pretty damn well. And he just, I mean, he caught it like, right. Like he put it right in there. Like, like just fell. It was like it dropped out of the sky, right into, right to, into his pocket. And like you said, he, he definitely, they saved him from himself that game. Only, only throwing 17 passes, but he, you know, he, he made them count. And, um, but again, you run the ball 38 times successfully, yeah. you're going to win a lot of freaking football games. They had a like, lot of massive it, chunk, chunk runs early in the game too. Or yeah, I'm, I pretty much if, I bet if we looked at uh, outside of the Chiefs game, I bet if we looked at most of the stats um, from the winners this weekend, they ran, ran the ball yeah. close to 30 times. I know the 49ers you know, got over 30 carries successfully very successfully so um that that is that is a success to winning controlling the clock i mean it's simple it's football is really not not complicated it's not complicated it's it all comes down again to execution and that's Mm -hmm. why you see teams when they're rebuilding they start drafting offensive linemen and it's not a very exciting pick but if you got if you got a bunch of first round offensive linemen on your team suddenly you're going to like those picks a lot, a lot better down the road. Well, that's what <laughs> but, I've been talking about all year with the lions. I, I love the Penny Sewell pick and they, they have built their line. That's why I have a, a little bit of a positive feeling going, going into this next season. Uh, if they can supplement that with uh, two number one first round draft picks um, all the better. I think one final, final little factoid before I move on to another uh, game influenced by the earth where the lions came out, but just to support my idea that I could have been a quarterback on that field for the Rams last night. In the oh, yes, 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 yes. Odell Beckham 
through a pass. He's one for one for 40 yards. So he gained 20% of what Matt Stafford did the whole game on one pass. That's how, that's how, that's how, what a dominant uh, offensive performance that the, the Rams had over that. So literally anyone could have been out there, but there you go. We'll never know if I could have done it or not. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the Lions did come up in another playoff game after this playoff game in Cincinnati this weekend as Cincinnati defeated the Los Angeles Raiders. Uh, that game, that was a fun game. I thought Cincinnati really dominated that and it, the, the score is much closer than it should have been, but it made it interesting at least because I had really no rooting interest in it. But the... Bengals won their first playoff game since 1990 in 31 years uh, and thus moving the Lions into the team with the longest playoff winning drought in not just football, not just the NFL, not just football, North American sports, all, all North American sports. They have the longest playoff win drought. So yet again, uh, the Lions come up as they have not won a playoff game since uh, it was actually January of 1992 when we defeated your Dallas Cowboys in the Silverdome. That is correct. Uh, I believe it was January 6th, if I remember that correctly, January 5th or 6th. But so, yes, now the Lions own that dubious honor. So once again, somehow the, the Lions always come up even when they are far, far, far from the playoff picture. Somehow their their name continues continuously comes up uh, I, I don't know if you have strong thoughts about that game or if you want to talk about the other games that happen on this super wild card weekend yeah I mean that game it went a little bit differently than I thought but like you said I don't know that the scoreboard is indicative of how much the Bengals really dominated that game yeah. but the nice part was the Raiders hung around so to your point who really cares? I just want to be entertained. Uh, yeah. You know, once it's when my team's not involved. So um, the other game uh, that day and my, my 16 parlay was looking really good uh, at that point. Uh, the Bengals had covered easily. Um, and then the bills, the bills, bills took it. Bill to versus bill. bills, bills, uh, bills took it to bill and fucking embarrassed them. And it was, yeah. it was wonderful. It was Seven. quite wonderful. They had seven offensive drives in that game. They all ended in touchdowns for the first time in NFL history. They literally just ran over the Patriots. The final drive was a kneel down. They chose not to score, even though they could have. So yeah, that, that was, that was even better than I thought it would go, but that's as big that, a beat down as I can imagine. The bills. If I'm any team, uh, alive still i don't want no. to play the bills i don't want to play the bills defense the bills de there there was there was the bills defense and i think i may have brought this up last week and there's the rest of the league mm. because the bills defense from a yardage allowed standpoint between one and two it's like a 30 yard difference and wow. that's an average and yeah, that's that's, a, that's lot. a lot so they can they can they can shut you down and you can move the ball. They can run the ball. That's the other, the other point yeah. you made earlier. If you can run the ball, you've got, you've got a shot to dominate. And they can run the ball, not just with the running back. They have a pretty, uh, pretty good running quarterback too there. And Josh Allen. So he knows I, they're what he's doing They're They're a scary football team. Um, 
think equally scary and another reason why you wouldn't want to play the Bills is the propensity for their fans to throw dildos onto the field. Ah, yes. <laughs> In one of the funniest things i've ever seen i feel like this has happened before i feel like we talked about this last year maybe it's happened in years past where bills especially specifically in northern new york upstate new york there seems to be dildos landing on the field in the end zone somehow from from bills fans uh it happened in this game after the patriots actually scored one of their few touchdowns um the best part is the meme uh or the the screen grab that's gone around social media is the the Patriots receiver. I can't, I didn't see who it was, but you can see him pointing right at the dildo. There is a dildo on the field. I saw it and didn't understand what I was seeing at first. I thought they threw a, there was a flag on the field, but the announcers weren't talking about a flag. And then I realized later that was a big rubber dick. Like, it sure was. That just happened. So I'm not sure where the idea came from. If this is like a long, long time tradition from Bill's Mafia that has just been carried on over the generations, <laughs> where where it originated from, where, where the thought process comes from that you would number one own a giant giant dildo, number two you'd bring it to a football game, and number three you would throw it onto the field. So I, I, don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if you could if you could break down that thought process. <laughs> Uh, well, I, think I they, certainly can't. I I think they just sell them at the game. So, uh, <laughs> it's at the concession stand. They've got yeah. hawkers around. Dildo, yeah. dildo. <laughs> dildo. Uh, throw on the field, dildo. Four dollar. <laughs> so that that was my f- <laughs> most ridiculous favorite parts of of the super wild card weekend is we have dildos on the field in Buffalo. Yes, New York. and that made it super wild for sure. <laughs> Um, I guess just running through it, the, I would say the game that kind of surprised me, well, the Rams game surprised me, but before that, I thought the Eagles were going to be a lot more competitive mm. than they were because of how they played the I Buccaneers. About that game. That was Cause so I, bad. Cause, Cause of how they played the Buccaneers the first time. Yeah. And, um, they, Jalen Hurst is not a good quarterback folks. Mm. Um, I don't know that he's going to be one of the, um, uh, the NF- uh, ESPN uh, social media, ESPN F- NFL social media loves to do like overreactions from the weekend. And it was Philly should draft a quarterback. And it was like not an overreaction, like according to their experts. Like he's, mm. he's, you, you know, normally like when, when a quarterback has legs and can run, they're pretty dangerous outside of the pocket. He is not. Yikes. He misses passes consistently, throws interceptions. Uh, he threw a ball way late that late when it looked like they were going to maybe march in and score before half. He threw the ball so late that it allowed the safety to get over from the other side of the field and intercept it. He Yikes. literally ran 50 yards across the field in time to intercept the ball. I mean, the question, the question would be is he better than Carson Wentz, who they gave up to? to get i th- I think they're probably close to the same i think they're they, fairly similar but. yeah we're nets out and uh you know where where do they where do they go from here that i mean that's good for the cowboys it's it makes it again easy the to division, win the division yeah. to win the division again but like you know if you're if you're an eagles fan and in, in watching this and watching 
they had like an okay defense this year. They had issues. They had, I mean, every team, like you have to, you have to look at the games you lost too. Did they lose the game because they had 15 players out on COVID and stuff like that? You know, there's so much to take into consideration when you're looking at records this year. I mean, I think part of the reason the Browns didn't make the playoffs was they (laughs) had so many COVID issues this year. Like they just couldn't overcome, they couldn't overcome them. But, you know, the Eagles came into this game pretty healthy and, and, you know, they didn't show up. So um, maybe that's where I was giving the Tampa Bay defense more credit maybe than they deserve. Cause I thought they looked really good against, against Philly. Yeah. Maybe it's Philly's own ineptitude that that was the yeah. reason for a lot of that perception. And, and I think you, you hit it on the head too with the, I mean, the, we know the Buccaneers have a good offense, but we also know they've had trouble against good teams this year. And, mm. and just like the Cowboys, actually the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, I mean, they're, they, there's a one game difference in their records in the, in the regular season. And that was the Cowboys loss of, at the start of the year. Um, that was a great game, by the way. It was a great game. Um, but uh, the, It'll be interesting to see, like playing the the Cowboys in all six of their games against their divisional opponents look like unstoppable, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's six wins right there. The Cowboys were twelve and five. That means they went six and five against the rest of the field, right? So mm-hmm. like like you need to you need these are all things that need to be taken into con- consideration when we see these records. If if you've got so to speak six wins built in right off the bat. That makes your season, that makes your chances of getting to the playoffs pretty easy yeah. when nine wins gets you in. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like they talk about swords. You got your, okay, you got your six divisional games. What are you going to do with everything outside of the division kind of idea? And, and a lot of they were over 500 with the extra game, you know, without the extra game, they're probably 500. So anyway, the, again, I thought, I thought the, I thought the Eagles were, gonna actually show up for more of that game and they were just kind of manhandled and got so far behind that it was pretty impossible with the assets they have to to climb back into that one so um well, the chiefs game, we, the chief, chief Steelers we haven't talked yeah about when exactly that's the only one and that okay. went exactly like i thought it would yeah i that mean was... Steelers are not a good football team no and... the lions tied them in Pittsburgh this year. I mean, yes, that's I, all you need to know. You don't need to talk to me about that game. I should have won money on that game. But oh, this the is Lions you Stop betting on the Lions for the rest of your life. Yes. Sorry about that. No, it wasn't that game. It was the next week or two oh. weeks later. <laughs> you didn't learn your lesson only, from that. They were the only team in a 17 parlay that oh. didn't that didn't cover. So <laughs> that put the nail in the coffin. I mean, that's on you at that point. I mean, I guess be, I you guess. can blame the Lions, but. You should know better. Uh, so should we uh, do a quick look ahead to this week? Uh, yeah, we did a little bit, but yeah, why not? Well, I, what are the matchups again? I have, I all right, need to so be familiarized. Saturday at 3.30 Central, we got the Bengals mm-hmm. at the Titans. Oh. Um, is your is your boy back? Is Derrick Henry back in the, in the oh, lineup? Yes, he is 100% back, yes. So that's my boy. That's where I well, get you know, he was your, he was the horse. You, he's the horse. You rode to almost 300 points against me in the, in the yet fantasy. He was, out, he was out since October or since Halloween. And I still won the world of pain fantasy football championship. We did not speak of that last week. I failed to mention my surrender Cobras for triumphant. We're triumphant overall, making the rest of the league surrender. 
That's true. Wouldn't. Smitty still making moves to his team seconds before kickoff. Uh, <laughs> I was looking for a quarterback. To get that quarterback. I didn't have Anything my quarterback. Can... I had Lamar Jackson was out. Uh, of course, Derrick Henry is out. So I've been looking for running backs. I, ha- I do have um, Jonathan Taylor, who was uh, pretty still mediocre uh, in the final game of the season against the Jaguars. Uh, it still worked out for me. I was looking for all sorts of things. I pulled it together. Defeated you in the first round of the playoffs and defeated Canopic, my arch nemesis in in the Super Bowl. So I am yet again. I think it's my first fantasy football championship since 2005, maybe, because I feel like I, I definitely won it when I lived in California that year. Um, but I don't know if I won it since. So congratulations to me. Yeah, congratulations, Smitty. It was a uh, deserved. I don't know, well-deserved, but it was a deserved victory. <laughs> I did it without Derrick Henry, but the Titans uh, getting Derrick Henry back, I can't. I mean, they were already the number one seed. They had the bye week last week. Getting the best running back we've seen in a long time back on your roster. I mean, uh, they're they're my Super Bowl favorite. Um, we didn't even we as in typical LDP fashion, we failed to make our Super Bowl picks before the playoffs started uh, on last week's ep- episode. So. You and I texted back and forth before the playoff weekend started uh, what our pl- what our Super Bowl picks would be, so you people can believe us or not. But uh, I have I just picked it's real boring. I picked number one seeds. I love the Titans uh, based on what I just said that they are already the number one seed and they're getting the best potentially the best player in football back on their roster. I think they're going to mow through the through the AFC playoffs except for the bills i think that could be an interesting matchup hopefully coming in the afc championship but um uh nfc i had the packers uh i don't i don't like making that pick but i think they are the best team in the nfc i have the packers losing to the titans though Mm. um but yeah i don't know if you want to get into your picks or if you want to break down this titans the titans Bengals this week yeah i mean i think it kind of in both cases, you got two really good running backs in this mm-hmm. game. Um, I think this could turn out to be a really boring game. This could be, a, in my estimation, has the possibility to be like a 10-7 game or a mm, wow. 14-10 or something like that because... <laughs> Those can be fun. I, I'd rather yeah. see a close game at least rather than a, you know, a 30-point blowout. That's where that's where I lose interest immediately. So, But... Um, I, they're both going to try to control the clock and then use that, use a, a running game to have play action, open up the field. What, what the Bengals have though, over the Titans offensively, while the Titans have a decent amount receivers, they, they don't have the weapons that the Bengals have to, to get downfield. downfield yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so Joe Burrow has emerged as, you know, he's, is he a top five quarterback in the league? I, right I, now? I think he's going to be a highly, you know, yeah, definitely next year. Like when, when, when we do our picks again, I think Joe, Joe Burrow is going to be a sought after mm-hmm. uh fantasy quarterback for sure. Uh, and yeah, that's, I mean, just that's, in that's, that's, that's statistics, you know, yeah. that, that gets you to, to that. So, um, I think my, I'm basing a lot of faith in that Derrick Henry in this matchup and going forward is going to be the old Derrick Henry, which we don't really know. He was, you know, he was came back to practice uh, in week 17, but he was not cleared to play. I think they could have, but they chose not to. So I, I'm, I'm, 
I'm basing it the idea that he's going to be 100% on my super making them my Super Bowl pick, but that might not be the case. We'll see. But I think if he's if he's 100% and effective as he can be, I I I see I think I see a similar game and you know, a slugfest, rock fight, like a shitty November Big 10 matchup. Um, not much scoring, a lot of defense, a lot of running the ball, but if that's the case, I think that favors the Titans for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's I I don't know what I didn't look up the spread. I think it's probably going to be close to a pick'em. Probably will be mm. three, probably around three, three to five. But uh, obviously, Titans have the edge since they're at home and they had the week yeah. off. They're coming in, you know, really healthy. Um, a team that's not coming in healthy is the late night matchup: the 49ers at the Packers. Uh, mm. The 40, 49ers may have beaten the Cowboys uh, by score wise, but they left as the mash unit. Yeah. Um, Joey Bosa probably will not play in this game. That's is it, Joey or Nick? I I get it confused every time. Oh wait, is it Nick Bosa? I think maybe it is it. I think they said it wrong on the broadcast too. All right. It's it's Nick Bosa. I'm, okay, I'm Nick Bosa positive. may not play in this game is what I should say. Yeah. Uh, he looked pretty fucked up. It was a head injury, wasn't it? Uh, it was like a neck stinger. So okay. it, it, he ran into his own player going down yeah, and his so neck bad. went, his head and everything went back awkwardly. Um, Garoppolo's banged up. He's going to be limited. He's not very at, good either. Yeah, he's not very good either. He, he'll be limited at practice this week. So that that doesn't bode well, but you know we say he's not very good. But did you? There was like a statistic during that game when the 49ers are without him, they have like this terrible losing record of like eight, eight and I don't know, like seventeen or something. But then with him, oh. they're like like twenty games over five hundred. So huh? he definitely maybe he's just like a good, you know, he's not gonna, game he's not gonna yeah, he's a game manager. He's not gonna, he's not gonna uh, wow you all that much. Um, and then, uh, oh, there's someone else uh, that got hurt defensively on on that side of the ball too. So they're 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 gonna they're gonna have some issues against the Packers. Uh, history going to Green yeah. Bay. It's just brutal. Yeah, and the only hit, the only thing that that is on their side is history. They are the Packers have not beaten the 49ers in their last three matchups. They are zero and three. Really? Yes. Were those so, in San Francisco? Uh, I I don't know. That was just a I'd stat thrown out there. If they're in Green Bay. I just don't see. I mean, that's my perception, I guess. But I just don't see San Francisco faring well in the the frozen tundra in mid January, late January. Yeah. Um. The you know obviously if the Rams are going to play the Packers, I think that would be a lock because when the Packers played the Rams mm. uh, earlier in the season, they kind of just contr- the Packers kind of controlled that game. It yeah. included a pick six by your boy Stafford. Uh, Packers defense picked them off, ran it in for a touchdown. That was the Packers' actually most convincing victory uh, over any of the playoff contenders. I had kind of looked at that. There, there are other victories like they barely. They, I think they beat Arizona by like two points. Um, and then uh, I forget, I have it here actually. Then they uh, they barely scraped by uh, the 49ers. Actually, they beat the mm. 49ers by three. So oh wow. Um, so it should be it. Can, it might be a more competitive matchup than we think it's going to be. I mean, if if the 49ers can run the ball against the Packers, uh, like they with 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 Debo Samuel, like they did against the Cowboys, yeah, it's again 
if they can keep Aaron, if they can keep Aaron off the field, then the even though he can score probably in like 35 seconds, but um, if they can keep him off the field and get some pressure on him and, and shake him up a little, uh, you know, it could be an interesting game, but I, I think the Packers obviously will win this one. Well, we talked about the Rams and Tampa Bay Buccaneers game already, uh, unless you had other thoughts about that. What, what, what was no. the, the final game of the weekend? Well, the Bills go into KC. And, oh, boy. That's and, going to be fun. And the question is, will will Mahomes be running for his life the entire game as Ooh. we've seen him against the bills before we've seen it happen before we've seen it happen in big games where that caused the Casey in the off season after last year's super bowl, uh, to go out and get an entire new offensive line. Basically they reshaped their offensive line, but I mean, the bulls, the bills can get pressure and if they can, and and I I'm pretty sure they'll be able to run the ball consistently against the Chiefs defense. This is gonna it's gonna cause some issues for the Chiefs this weekend. And I like I I hate to say this because uh, of the person I'm dating is a huge Chiefs fan, but I think it's the Bills over the Chiefs this weekend. Wow. It, I'm okay. I'm confused then because in our text messages this week, you had Chiefs Cowboys. Oh, I was the, actually in the Super Bowl, or were you just was, joking? I was I was joking around because of Robin. <laughs> okay, I couldn't read sarcasm through text. But messages. I would I would have stuck with my preseason pick of the Bills and Cowboys before the, <laughs> before okay. the uh, before the outcome of 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 the game. Yes. Now uh, I'm 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 thinking it's gonna be uh, Bills Packers in the uh, Super Bowl. Wow. Bold. No, I think, I think, well, we both have the Packers in, which is unfortunate, but I think that idea that AFC championship game between the bills and the Titans would be that, that would be some fun. That would be another rock fight, but uh, I think that that'd be a a fun matchup. We might be talking about next week. Uh, Hopefully. Um. Well, unless you had anything else, I think we can wrap this episode up. Yeah, that's uh, it. This is episode 34 of the LDP. And this is, I believe, the first one we haven't talked about any college football in quite some time. So it's a little bit different show. We'll be breaking down the playoffs going forward. I'm sure somehow the Lions will come up in some bizarre way this weekend that I'll be able to talk about. Hopefully we'll have some USFL news to talk about next week as... Uh, my Michigan Panthers still do not have a coach. The USFL has not <laughs> announced the who the coaches will be for half the league. So I'm wondering what the fuck's going on there. But hopefully we have some news on that. So in the meantime, you can check us out on social media at LimpDitkas. You can find our merchandise at LimpDitkas.com. And you can find this podcast anywhere you'd like to find a podcast. So with that, I'm going to say this is dagger time. We out. Peace. Peace.